What's up, podcast? I hope everyone is going to enjoy this episode. This one was a really, really fun one for me to do. It was a Q&A from a guy called Bloom, who's been a long-time listener. Talk more about that during the podcast. But if you enjoy this, I would love to get some feedback. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Anchor, leave a review. I would really, really appreciate that. Whether it's one, two, three, four, or five stars, feedback is an oxygen. So I would love to get that from anyone listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you ever so much for listening, and we'll see you later. Hello and welcome back to League Talk, the podcast all about coaching, management and all things League of Legends. My name is AJ and on today's episode we're back to another Q&A, so I absolutely love doing Q&As. So if you have any questions, you have anything that you want answered, anything that I might be able to help with, shoot over a message. This is the third Q&A that I've done now, I think, Um, and these are the ones that I put a lot of effort in. I do a bunch of research for these to make sure that the advice I'm trying to give um, is backed up in research, is backed up in like general sports coaching ideologies, everything like that. Um, so let's get into it. It's from our man Bloom again. So Bloom was someone that messaged in about probably about four months ago. Um, so for the backstory, he had he, he had a bit more time to play League of Legends, so he wanted to make sure he was doing everything as efficiently as possible um, to try and get to his goals of being challenger and hopefully being picked up by a team. Now, he achieved challenger, he got through master, grandmaster. Um, there was a great little message he sent to me, it was tweeted somewhere, um, that was all to do with him thanking me. So, Bloom, I appreciate another question. Um, if you do have any more of these, send them on through. Um, but I think this was a great question, super topical, super, super good for a lot of different people. It's gonna bring a lot of value, hopefully. So let me read the question out. It says, hey, I've been going through a pretty rough losing streak and I took like one hour breaks between my three game sets, but I just keep losing and losing and losing. I honestly don't know how to recover from it. I played well in pretty much like 90% of my games and still lost. Perhaps you can make a video on how to recover from losing streaks and how to deal with self-doubt and confidence issues after a huge losing streak. Now, this was a great question. There's a bunch to unpack from this. <clears throat> so we're gonna go bit by bit. Um, but the first thing that I did really wanna say was that losing streaks do come and go. Now, obviously, this is something that's a bit more, um, not serious, that's not the right way of describing it, but means a little bit more, especially when you're trying to look for teams and things like that. Um, so losing streaks do come and go. Sometimes they're your fault due to bad play. Other times there is very little you can do about it. Um, understanding when you are to blame and if you had a bad game is important, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I understand and I believe you that you did play well for the majority of games and I probably agree with you um, that it, it probably, if you played well for 90% of the games, then there's other things that we can look at, okay? Um, but sometimes you can miss things and if you don't know how to find them, then hopefully this will help. Um, I can't say this is the case for sure, but a quick caveat, one little thing that I wanted to say before we sort of delve into the big points, is that you need to make sure you're playing basically not on autopilot. Now, auto playing on autopilot is when you're just sort of doing things which is um, super far away from the flow state. For those who don't know what the flow state is, it's like the ideal situation. It's very task focused. You haven't got outside things uh, in your brain. Um, but that's the sort of place that most people want to be when they're performing, when they're playing, when they're achieving, um, is that flow state. <clears throat> but basically, what I want to make sure that you're doing is I want to make sure that your attention isn't elsewhere. So for example, if your mum's in the room, if your girlfriend's there and you're conversing with them whilst playing League, um, that's not ideal. If you're watching a video on another screen or on a laptop, for example, again, your attention isn't on what it should be on. It is elsewhere. Now, Obviously building time in for your mum and your girlfriend and whoever's around is great. Um, but when you're playing league, it should be 
uh, league only. That is that is the time for you to go to work as such, and that's how your your schedule, I believe, is at the moment. Um, so how do we do that? Uh, it's about extremely micro goal setting, and this is an amazing term that I use an awful lot, and I think it's uh, super, super beneficial. We'll get back onto that later. Um, but of course, we have a, a bunch of techniques on how to be present, um, but this is also could be something to do with tilt maybe, so we'll get into that a little bit later. So just a quick caveat, make sure that your uh, attention is where it should be and you're not playing on autopilot because it is super easy to do. Now. Here's the massive point. This is the biggest thing to take away from this video, I believe. Um, and this is one of the biggest issues with solo queue and League of Legends is something called self-efficacy. Now, this isn't far from self-confidence. It's pretty similar and self-belief. Um, so when your question was how to deal with self-doubt, self-confidence, this is, this is a pretty similar idea. Um, it basically means that you believe that your actions are having an effect and are confident enough to believe so. Now, in essence, this is what Bandura says. This is a, a guy that's talked a lot about motivation, a lot about self-efficacy. In 2010, he said that unless people believe they, they can produce desired effects by their actions, they have very little incentive to undertake activities or to persevere in the face of difficulty. Now, basically, as I said, this is um, believing that your actions have an effect. And often when you have self-doubt, you're starting to believe that your actions don't have an effect. So how do we get um, our self-efficacy, our self-confidence up so we can combat the lose streaks. How do we get this ability back where we believe in what we're doing and it's going to achieve, it's going to be better for us. So there's four main points. These are, these are huge. The first one is the best and the biggest. So how do we improve self-efficacy, self-confidence, self-belief? Now, the first one is called mastery. And this one for me is the biggest one, especially relating this to League of Legends. The essence of mastery is getting better at a task. One very easy way to do this is to heavily refine your champion pool. Um, the easy way to refine your champion pool is to pick a few champions that have similar play styles. So for example, if you're a tank top player, now I know Bloom plays jungle um, and he tends to play things like Kha'Zix, Elise, I believe. Um, so if you're playing top lane and you're a tank player, maybe playing champions that are good with engage like Maokai, like Malphite, like Orn, are a really good way to do this. Now, the more mastery you have of a champion of a certain play style. Now, the reason I say play style instead of champion is I know from my experience that if I play one champion, I get extremely bored. The adherence to that champion goes down. Then my mastery goes down. Then my confidence goes down. The efficacy goes down. So if you play champions that have a similar playstyle, for example, I'm a support player. The three champions that I'm playing an awful lot of at the moment are Tarek, are Orn, and are Leona. Those are the three that I'm playing. That are sort of big team fight engagey champions um, that also have backline peel. That sort of idea. Now. I've noticed that uh, actually there's a there's going to be a video coming out soon called Rags to Riches. It's going to be a new series, um, but there was nine games and I lost two of them because of the refining of my champion pool. The mastery of the tasks was getting higher, therefore my confidence got higher. I went into games believing that I can win because I know this champion and I know it better than anyone else does that I'm playing against in this five v five. So if you can improve the mastery of your task, if you can improve the mastery by in, by refining your champion pool um, to a couple of different champions, maybe three, four is a good way to do it. Um, then you have things like counter picks in there as well if you need to. Um, 
But if you're refining and increasing your mastery, so for example, maybe you know that the best path on Elise is to go red to blue to level two gank. Like, yeah, maybe that's probably not the case at all. Um, but I know champions like Jarvan were super good level two where you would go and get a red buff. Like Gilius used to do it when he played for Vitality. He would literally go red buff mid or red buff scuttle mid and that would be his path. Um, then he'd go into the topside jungle. So getting the mastery of those sort of champions and that champion pool is gonna be a wonderful way to improve self-confidence. I haven't had a look at your OPGG, I wouldn't do that either, but I can imagine that you're more likely to be playing maybe seven, eight, nine different champions, um, which is fine, that's great. If you look at the people that are in Challenger, they probably will be playing way more than that. Um, but in order to combat a losing streak, that might be one wonderful way to do it. The second way is called vicarious modeling. Now that's a really weird name for it, but it's basically becoming more confident because you see someone else completing a task. Um, now the way that I really think you can do this, in this goes for everyone and anyone, is to watch a stream or a VOD of someone playing the champions that you enjoy and you can learn from. So for example, if you are a challenger jungle player like Bloom is, um, and you know that you have a similar champion pool to someone like I Will Dominate, Watching his streams through, he maybe like the series that he does, how to dominate, things like that are going to be a wonderful way to vicariously model yourself off of him. So you'll pick up things that you don't do off of it. You understand, uh, you know, when he wins, why he wins. And that idea, idea of becoming confident, confident and eff increasing your efficacy because of someone else is a really good way to do it. Um, this is something that we're going to touch on later, um, but it, it, it is similar. It's maybe... Uh, a super super good way to spend your breaks okay so I'll drop that one in there and then we'll touch on it a little bit later so that vicarious modeling watching a stream VOD or uh, of someone playing similar champions or a similar playstyle. Um, the next one is persuasion now persuasion often in traditional sports comes from other people talking to you now in our environment that's not uh, necessarily a possible thing you're not really gonna want your mum or dad to come in and just be like you can do it son because um, that's maybe not the best way to to think about it, especially when they don't, probably chances are they don't really know what they're doing. Um, but the way that I've spun this, and I think this can work really well for esports, really well for League of Legends, is positive self-talk. Now we've spoken about positive self-talk before, um, and it's a wonderful way to motivate, and it's super easily applied. Um, so it's talking to yourself either openly and outwardly, uh, or internally, where in your head you're talking to yourself. Um, but I've actually learned something new about this, and I didn't know this prior to maybe four or five days ago. So in self-talk, I would always say, I can do this, I can be better. Now, Eric Barker, who runs a blog, um, who does an awful lot of reading, an awful lot of research, has found that if you use the word you instead of I, it is significantly better. So rather than I can do it, you can do it, and you're talking to yourself. Rather than I'm good at this game, you're good at this game. So that little word, that little language change in that positive self-talk is going to be a wonderful way to increase the persuasion. So you're persuading yourself that you really can do this. And it's the positive self-talk, which is a wonderful motivator um, that can increase confidence and efficacy. Um, so that's the, the third point. And then moving on to the fourth point is arousal with an A, not a... Uh, not the other way. So increasing arousal is very, very difficult. Now, I don't think this is always the easiest way to do it, um, to, to increase confidence, but if you're increasing your arousal, 
Um, it can be done with music, it can be done with breathing, it can be done with positive self-talk that we just touched on. Um, but apparently the biggest way is through visualization. Um, so you can pump yourself up. That's the idea of arousal, getting excited, getting your blood flow going. Um, a lot of people talk about pre-workout as a wonderful way to be, uh, to arouse, to increase arousal when you're going to the gym. Um, so that's basically what it does. It gets you excitable, it gets you uh, into what you're doing. Um, and there's like sort of an inverted you where you want to have a certain level of arousal but if you have any more it sort of dips but anyway that's not super important so listening to uh, intense motivational music um, that's a really really good way to do it and also uh, like me if you need something going on in your ear uh, while you're playing league even if you are concentrating on it I listen to a lot of music and um, one way that you can incorporate that in is through uh, motivational excitable music that's going to increase your arousal um, so that's the sort of ways to increase self-efficacy, confidence and self-belief. Now, that's the first thing that I wanted to tackle because I thought that was a really, really important one. Uh, I think it might actually be the biggest part to helping you out here is um, the first thing is the mastery. Then I would probably go with uh, vicarious modeling, persuasion and around. probably in that order, actually, one, two, three and four in terms of importance. Um, but then when we sort of look more and more at this, um, you can break this question down into a little bit. So the first bit, going through the rough losing streak and I took one hour breaks between my three game sets. Now, um, we'll touch on both of these things now. Um, for those who don't know, the idea of sets is you play sets of three games uh, and a maximum of three games, depending on if you win or lose. So if you win one game in your first two games and then you lose the other, you play the third as the decider. Then hopefully you go up with a 2-1 uh, set. If you play two games and lose both of them, you stop playing immediately and take an extended break. Um, so if you lose the first two, don't play the third. The reasoning behind this is it allows you to recover from losses and capitalize on hot streaks. It's a twofold uh, win here. Now, Bloom, if you win your set of three, my advice is not to stop. If you have the ability to keep going, go on and play a set of five. Same rules apply. So you go two one in your first set, let's say, play until you get to the end of your fifth set. So that might mean that you play one more and you go three one, great, you've won the set. That might mean that you play one more, you go 2-2, two, two, um, because you lost the last game, you play one more, that's the set. Um, this again capitalizes further on when you play well and allows you to reset after you play badly. Um, so if you are winning the first set of three, go on to a set of five. Um, and when you're on a hot streak, you should be capitalizing on that. It's like people who are doing three point throws in basketball, um, or penalties in football, or soccer. Um, you want the people that are on form if they've taken a penalty already and they scored, or if it's the season they've had 20 penalties, they've scored 18 of them, you're not gonna be like, well, don't bother taking the next one. Um, so it's just that idea of capitalizing on the hot streak. So that was a quick little one to touch on. Um, but then I wanted to touch on the breaks as well. Um, so one thing that I have spoken a lot about in this podcast, in this sort of ongoing uh, video series as well, is all to do with breaks. Um, and we've spoken about, you know, going getting some water after a loss or just having a break generally after each game to pull yourself out of it, reset your mental, go back into the game. Even if you are winning, it's a great way to do it. Um, but I want to ask a question to anyone that does do breaks is, are you making the best out of your breaks? Um, are you going outside? Are you getting water? Are you doing short things that will help you reset mentally? Um, learning to leave behind the previous game because tilt might be an issue. Um, so are you just going to sit at your computer for five minutes, wait for five minutes to tick down, maybe watch a video and then go back? Because that's probably not the best way to you know, utilize your breaks. Um, short breaks are okay, 
but extended breaks without doing things useful for the mind and body aren't always helpful. Um, small and regular breaks. So if you're doing five minute breaks every game, all the time, even in games you take a five minute break, um, can cause dissonance. It won't always, but it can. So cognitive dissonance is basically confusion of the mind. Um, instead of doing that, here's what I recommend for those at a higher level. Now, Bloom, I think this would be really, really good for you. This links back to the sort of uh, the vicarious modeling, watching back onto VODs and things like that. Um, I would like to see if this is helpful. I would like to see if you critically assess your games during a break. So you've finished your set of three, you've won two, one, but that one loss has really stuck with you. Um, pick a game, that one loss could be the game, and critically assess your game via VOD review. Now, VOD review is something that definitely has to be learned. Uh, it's not something that you just sort of jump into and it's all great. You now know how to VOD review. Not always the way. Um, so you can do a bunch of different things. So if you're unsure how to VOD review, start off by going into a stream or finding a VOD that is significantly lower ELO than you. Watching a bronze game, for example, where you know what they will be doing wrong. Fact. You know, it's that idea of, um, I can't remember the right terminology for it, but it's the idea that if you want to start something, for example, flossing your teeth, you floss one tooth, you make it so easy to floss that you can't not do it. You feel stupid for not doing it. So if you go into a bronze game, spend 15, 20 minutes looking over a bronze game on a higher speed, um, you understand what they're doing wrong. They take bad trades. They're not playing to the champion's strengths. They're not pushing themselves. They're not taking, they're, all, all of them are taking bad team fights, for example. And then you can start to build up um, where you are elo-wise. So you go from bronze. It's like, this is, I understand exactly what's going on in this VOD. Silver, this is still nothing. Gold, okay, I'm, like, I understand what's going on, but there's a couple of things that I need to improve on. Then you go to plat, then you go to diamond, and you build it up slowly. This is a super, super simple adherence and understanding tactic, especially when it comes to acquiring knowledge. Start simple where you can understand and let it get progressively harder until you're achieving your goals. So um, if you record all of your games, maybe you use something like Streamlabs, OBS, uh, you can take it out of the client from the recording, um, and then you just pick a game where you think you didn't play well, you didn't understand, and something went wrong, and review your play. You don't review anyone else's. Don't look at the top laner. Don't look at the mid laner, the bot lane. You review your process, your game, what you did wrong. You have a look where you could have faltered. I I've done it. I was recording for a series that I just spoke about called Rags to Riches, which is coming out. And I was like, why did I do that? That literally makes no sense. I can't believe I've done that. Um, so when you're looking back at it, you can you start to pick up things. Start a little improvement pad alongside that. Write down in that game what you did right, what you did wrong, um, what you can do better. So make sure that your breaks are engaging and are useful. Don't uh, don't lie to yourself and think that if you're sitting watching a video, you know you're watching your Logan Paul vlog or something awful like that. Um, I don't mind the guy, but if you're watching a video. Um, and it's not my videos, and it's not my podcasts, you should watch those. Um, but if you're doing that, and it's just not going to be as helpful. The truth is you should get outside into the green, you should get outside, maybe take a couple of deep breaths of fresh air, for example, um, go and get some water if it's a short break, come straight back, think about the game, and get back into it. If you're taking a longer break, um, do something that is engaging for your goals, your achievements. For example, if you're taking a longer break and you're just gonna watch TV, maybe not ideal. If you're taking a longer break but you're going to VOD review, that's where the magic might happen. 
Right, so we're pretty much getting to the end of it. There's one more topic there. I don't actually know how long this uh, this video is going to be and this podcast is going to be. So, ooh. what I did want to touch on quickly before we finished um, is learning to leave behind the previous game's tilt. Now, tilt is something that can be there without you even realising. Um, as we mentioned before, tilt comes from focusing too much on previous or future events without thinking about the current. Um, the ways to stay present, stay without tilt, is um, my favourite way is the extremely micro goal setting is wonderful for this. Set goals for 30 seconds. Think in your head what you're going to do. Your pathing is great for this if you're a jungler. You can think, right, I've cleared my bot side jungle. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go um, straight to mid lane, put some vision down in their bot side jungle because I know their jungler's top. I'm going to gank mid, clear out my top side, and that's what I'm going to do for now. Then you can think a little bit further in the future. Right, the, the Rift Herald is up. We've got pushing lanes. We can get the Rift Herald. And then I'm going to look to put it bot because bot lane um, has an advantage and we can really, really push that. Just some examples. So those are the extremely micro goal setting. Something for 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes, not short term in days or medium term in weeks or long term in months and years. Extremely, it's literally minutes. Um, and that's a really good way to stay current and uh, present. You can do some breathing exercises. The 414 method is something that's super, super simple. You breathe in for four, hold for one, and breathe out for four. Another great one is mindfulness. If you do that, four or five times the breathing exercise. Mindfulness is the next one. Um, we've spoken about taking notice of your body, your hands on the keys, on the keyboard, for example, you're sitting in the chair, you're back on the chair. That's a great way for, to be mindful and notice your body. Um, the other thing that I've learned recently, and I thought this was great, it was actually in one of the little mind, mindfulness books that is there, it's a green one there, um, is to take everything 25% slower. So even just doing that, I've noticed that I've started to talk slower. Um, if you're typing, you can type slower. If you're clicking to get back into that, obviously you have to click fast when you're in lane. It's, you know, moving about. It's, um, I can't remember what LS calls it, but when you strafing. Um, but maybe clicking a little bit slower, taking some deeper breaths, thinking about what's going on in the game. Do everything 25% slower, just a fraction. A quarter of the speed that you do it, do it a little bit, you know, at that do it at quarter of speed is what I'm trying to say. Um, so those are some great ways to deal with tilt. Because um, I don't know, you might you might be tilted without you, you even realising it. Um, so hopefully this has been a good video. I think these are some great ways to think about losing streaks. Um, accepting that they're going to happen is a really good way to start. It sounds like an Alcoholics Anonymous sort of thing. But accepting the way that it's, uh, that it's just there is going to happen probably. Chances of you getting great teammates 10, 10 games in a go isn't always that high, and it sucks, but it is the way it is, especially if you've been playing well. Um, but being honest, we've spoken about you need to make sure you aren't playing on autopilot. That's one really good tactic, um, especially with losing streaks because you can get into a habit and you just go. It's just like click next, play game, you're in the game. Um, the next one is dealing with self-efficacy through mastery, vicarious modeling, persuasion, and arousal. Um, the next thing that we touched on was uh, the sets and making sure you play three or five if you're doing really well. So capitalizing on those wins and further allowing you to reset if you do play badly. Um, and just going on to that five. So if you're playing sets of three and you have the time for sets of five, that's a really good way to do it if, you're, if your sets are going in your favor. 
Um, making sure that the breaks are useful and engaging, being honest with yourself. Are you just sitting at the computer? Are you getting water? Like, what are you actually doing? Do you think it's beneficial? A little bit of testing needs to go into that for yourselves, um, finding out what you think is the right way to take your breaks and to reset. And then uh, making sure that you can do some VOD reviews, learning how to VOD review, look at your games critically and assessing them through that. And then lastly, learning about Tilt and making sure that you're leaving it behind even if you aren't aware that it's there. Um, so doing some things to keep you in the present is always going to be beneficial, even if you don't even think you're tilted. Um, doing some micro goal setting is always going to be brilliant. So Bloom and anyone else that's listening, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope you think it's uh, beneficial. If it's not, tell me. I would love to know. Feedback is like an oxygen at the moment. I'm really, really interested in it. I want to get as much feedback as I can. Um, but this has been another Q&A episode all to do with losing streaks, uh, self-confidence and self-doubt. So, Bloom, I hope this has been beneficial, as I say. If it has, if anyone else has enjoyed it, um, leave a review on the podcast. That would mean the world to me. If, uh, if you've got any uh, benefit from this, any value at all, uh, let me know. Get in contact. It's at League Talk Show on Twitter. That's always the best way to do it, man. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear from anyone. If anyone does have any questions, DMs are always open. See if I can help at all. Um, just a quick little background on me before we finish it up. Um, sports management student, final year. Um, going into the final year on a placement year for a business development uh, position at the moment. Been a traditional sports coach for the last eight years now. Uh, wow. Yeah, the last eight years now. Um, and I'm going to be specializing in performance coaching as well. So uh, it's all, all a learning process, all cur uh, learning curves. But everything that's in here is either from myself. This is things that I've picked up through years and years of coaching. It is either through uh, research, journal articles, peer reviews. This is stuff that works. Um, or, you know, it's stuff that I've learned from people on the podcast. For the likes of Owen Blake, you know, Ismail Pedraza. Um, I've got some exciting guests coming up. So, yeah, it's all learned stuff. So hopefully it's beneficial. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. I hope you have a wonderful day, regardless of what time it is. Um, but keep me updated. Let me know what you think. Have a great day.